Hello and welcome back to the Great Mates Podcast and welcome to Season 3. I'm your host for the first time ever, Nick, and I'm all by myself. Now, we were supposed to have a super mega clusterfuck of an episode to kick off the season for you. However, I'm all by myself like I said. So, everyone was too busy to make time for me. So, people were busy with school, work, we couldn't sort out time zones or... They're in Europe enjoying a new luxurious lifestyle. So I think that means it's Mate's Great Part 2. So what shall we do? Hopefully I don't go insane this year like Benea did. How about with WrestleMania being next week and me being a massive wrestling mark, we'll do a quick run through of WrestleMania. Now, I understand a lot of you aren't going to be interested in this, so I'll try to make it as quick as possible, but maybe I can explain a bit and maybe get you into it. This is the biggest pay-per-view of the year. You can find it via legitimate and very illegitimate ways. But, yeah, I think if you're going to start to watch, this could be a good place to start. Let's start with the match that is supposed to end the pay-per-view. Ronda Rousey, the ex-UFC star, the Irish last kicker, Becky Lynch, and the Queen herself, Charlotte Flair. It's a hard match to pick. Uh, Becky would would have been a shoo-in for me last January after winning the Royal Rumble, plus with the storylines from late last year. If this was a couple months ago, I would say Becky in a heartbeat. However, the storylines kind of screwed that up for her, I think. There's also been some rumours of Rousey leaving at the end of April. Apparently Ronda wants to start a family and she can't really do that and wrestle at the same time. So I think if Ronda's staying and not going to start a family, a big win here will kind of cement her as their top female star or or their largest power. However, if she's going and they want to get the title off Ronda, I think their best bet is to... They'd probably still put it on Becky in that case. That's kind of what the story's been leading to, even if the story has felt kind of of a letdown. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE title. Um, I think it's ironic, to be honest, that Bryan was in Kofi's place in the fans' eyes like five years ago for WrestleMania 30. Bryan was this... I mean, Bryan hadn't been at the company for as long as Kofi has now, but he was who the fans wanted to win and WWE took it away from us, and we rioted. So, yeah, it's it's good to see that, I mean, at this stage, the match hasn't been confirmed, but, I mean, it has to. Yeah, I think Kofi will definitely get the win here, but as a trans- transitional champion, only holding it for about two months. There's also rumours of the WWE doing another Saudi Arabia show soon after WrestleMania, and presumably Brian will want to boycott this again, same as he did for the second pay-per-view last year. Uh, that was Crown Jewel. So I think if Brian drops the belt here to Kofi, Kofi holds it for about two years, uh, two months, sorry, can defend it in Saudi Arabia, come back to the US, drop the belt to Brian again, and Brian can continue, or drop the belt to someone else. KO just came back. Um, AJ could do something with the title, even though just holding the title recently could be... Uh, a bit too soon for AJ to hold the title again. Next, I think we have... Well, we'll do the, the corresponding titles. So, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the Universal title, Raw's 
largest males title. Um, I think this is easy. Seth wins. Everyone's over Brock. Brock has been there for too long. Brock wants to go back to the UFC. Seth's never held the Universal title. I think if this match goes on later in the show, which it will, and um, Roman has a match earlier, wins, you could close the show with a brilliant, with like a nice embrace between... Um, maybe not close the show because uh, talk is that the women's triple threat will close the show, but you can get a nice moment similar to WrestleMania 20 where in that Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit hugged each other after they both had won their corresponding brand's titles. So I think here if you have Roman win a match, Seth win a match, Dean Ambrose maybe not win a match, but if he does something, the talk is will Dean leave the WWE or not? Is it a work? Is it a shoot? Is it real? Is it fake? But I think if you have a moment, Seth wins with the title. The Shield come out. They have a hug, do stuff, maybe some fireworks. I think that that's kind of is a good hashtag WrestleMania moment. Uh, then the SmackDown Women's title. At the time of recording, all we know is there will be a fatal four-way between Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, uh, Carmella and Naomi with the winner going to WrestleMania. The winner of that match will face Asuka. It's hard to see. It's hard to predict that match. I don't think it actually matters. I think Asuka needs a big win to kind of redeem herself after the last couple of weeks and months of poor matches and not winning and not defending the title on pay-per-views. So I think no matter who wins the Fatal 4-Way, Asuka wins at Mania, holds her title high. Another title match, Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese for the Cruiserweight title. 100% polling for the Aussie here. Murphy gets a big win. Just a good WrestleMania moment. Sorry, Tony Nese. I know you also kind of deserve the title, but it's Buddy Murphy. He's me, Aussie. Buddy Murphy wins. Paul Levesque versus Dave Batista. Paul Levesque being Triple H, but Triple H did a promo a couple weeks ago where he started to drop real names. Triple H is weird, yo. I don't think it really matters. Two wins. No one really cares about this match, I don't think. It's two old guys going at each other. It's no holes barred match, which could get interesting. Some spots, some chairs, maybe some tables, um, a sledgehammer, of course. But I think to do something after Ric Flair got jumped at his birthday, Ric Flair will probably get involved somehow, but I think Batista will go over here. Kurt Angle, and at the time of recording, Baron Corbin in Kurt Angle's retirement match. Fuck Corbin, in all honesty. Uh, I'd prefer it to be anyone else. I'd prefer it to be bloody Drake Maverick, who doesn't even wrestle at the moment. If it, if it is Corbin, I hope Kurt wins by snapping Corbin's ankle via an ankle lock. But in all honesty, it should be Angle versus John Cena. Cena debuted to Kurt Angle, started the Ruthless Aggression era, and I think everything comes full circle. If that is to happen, I think Kurt wins again, kicking out of a couple of attitude adjustments, and hopefully that stupid fucking punch Cena's got now. God, that. I hate that punch so much. It's so stupid. It's worse than Big Show's WMD knockout punch. I think this is one of the only moments where I'm going to say someone should win their retirement match. Uh, Shane McMahon versus The Miz. Shane isn't a wrestler, and he certainly isn't the best in the world. So I think Miz gets the win here. Maybe in a double turn where Miz goes heel, Shane goes face. But I think after Shane's turn, only a month before Mania, I don't think that's lightly, but... I think Miz wins nonetheless, maybe with some interference from his dad. It'd be good to see some interference from Shane's kids, but yeah, I think the Miz goes over here. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. AJ goes over, 
He just signed a brand new contract, which I think it makes the win a bit more likely for AJ. Orton hasn't really been doing much. He just pops up, RKO's someone, goes away for four weeks, comes back, rinse and repeat. I think you repeat the spot from Fast Lane where AJ goes for a phenomenal forearm. Randy pops up, RKO, probably follow that with then. AJ kicks out, dials clash, pin, one, two, three, AJ wins. The other matches, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. I think Joe goes over easy here. I love Rey, but I don't really think he needs a title at the moment. So yeah, Samoa Joe wins, holds that. Uh, the women's tag title, the Boston Hug Connection versus Tamina and Nia Jax versus Beth Phoenix and Natalia, and I'm going to presume the Iconics going to be added to that. Again, just like Buddy Murphy, I really want the Iconics to win. If you saw the um, Fast Lane watch along with the Iconics on it for most of it, they were bloody brilliant. They were calling out the Boston Hug connection of Bailey and Sasha Banks, constantly just being like, why haven't you come to SmackDown? And then recently, the Iconics just beat uh, Sasha and Bailey which I'm hoping then gives them this spot in the title match. The Iconic should win, but I think the Boston Hug will retain just because it's quite early in the run. Then again, a big title change could be something special on Mania, but also my predictions have a couple of title changes here, so it's probably not the best to do too many title changes. I know New Japan just did it this year at the Tokyo Dome show, Wrestle Kingdom 13. Yeah, where I think every single title changed hands except for the... Never open weight six, six man titles. Whatever. We're getting sidetracked here. Uh, not too many title changes on at WrestleMania, I don't think. So, yeah, Boston Hug will probably retain the women's tag titles unless they want to give Beth Phoenix and Natalia a hashtag WrestleMania moment. It's it's hard to say, but I still think Boston Hug are going over here. A couple of other quick matches that could be happening that aren't official at the moment of recording. Roman Reigns versus probably Drew McIntyre. It makes sense after Drew destroyed Dean, destroyed Seth. Uh, and then again, Seth destroyed Drew McIntyre a bit as well, but I think this match makes sense. Roman just coming back from leukemia, and because of that, Roman goes over. No matter who he faces, I'm presuming. This could also be where you do the shield, embrace, hug thing. This could also be maybe Dean gets involved here. I don't see Dean actually having his own match unless... He's in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Roman beats whoever he faces, probably Drew McIntyre. Uh, a couple of other matches that could be happening. The Raw Tag Titles, currently held by The Revival. People have been saying it could be Ricochet and Alistair Black. However, they've got a tag title a couple of days before at NXT TakeOver New York. I'll quickly go through the TakeOver. You've got Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. I don't think it's quite time for Undisputed Era to hold all the belts. So I think Johnny Gargano could finally get the moment and get the NXT Championship. Then for the NXT North American Championship, you have Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. I love Dream. I think Dream goes over here as well. Hopefully he has some cool ring attire, a cool entrance, whatever. But I think Velveteen Dream goes over here. Uh, Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai versus Bianca Belair versus Kairi Sane. A fatal four-way match for the NXT Women's Championship. If Baszler's lackeys get involved, I think Baszler has the win there. Uh, War Raiders of Hanson and Rowe versus the previously mentioned Alistair Black and Ricochet, the winners of the Dusty Road Tag Team Classic for 2019. 
And this match is for the NXT Tag Titles. I think the War Raiders retain as well. Um, finally, Pete Dunne versus Volta in singles match for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. I think Volta wins here, even though he's German. But also, Pete Dunne has held this title for almost two years now. I think it's time he gets rid of it. So, yeah, I think he'll be dropping to Volta. So, yeah, Raw Tag Team titles. Don't know what will happen there. I think Revival will probably retain no matter what. Uh, the IC title currently on Bobby Lashley. Also, don't see much happening there. Apparently, they've got big plans for Finn Balor elsewhere, so probably not going to be a match with Finn. I'd like to see him drop it because I'm not a big fan of Bobby Lashley, but also it's kind of a tough place on the card. Uh, if there's any changes to any of these predictions as well, I'll be on Twitter at Nick Lancroon. I'll plug again later on. I don't think much will be happening with the IC title. SmackDown tag titles, I think people are saying Matt and Jeff Hardy. Current champions at the moment are the Usos. So if the Hardys are going to be there, I think they'd probably go over but drop the belts fast, very similar to Matt and Bray Wyatt last year. Yeah, uh, the final two matches, the Women's Battle Royale. I think the winner will either be Alexa Bliss, Lacey Evans, or Nikki Cross. Um, If I had to pick one, It'd be good to give it to Alexa because she hasn't been doing much lately and it'd be good to see her wrestle again. But I think it'd also be good for Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross just had a promo where she just sat up in the rafters talking about how she doesn't want to point at the sign. She wants to sit on the sign. It was weird. Um, Yeah, go track it down. It's a weird-ass promo. So I think probably Nikki Cross deserves it as well. Probably not Lacey Evans, but they're doing weird stuff with Lacey Evans, so it's hard to tell. Finally, the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. <laughs> Again, this match never means anything. The people who've won it have done jack shit with it, so I don't think it really matters. Braun Strowman, I think he's going in the favourite, but I don't think he will win. I think it'll probably set up for a big feud. Like They'll just use this match to set up a big feud with Braun. I think it's weird to think maybe Bray Wyatt returns winning, especially after last year where he returned and helped Matt Hardy win. But my other candidates to win are probably Rusev, who I love, Mustafa Ali, or Andrade. I'd say probably Andrade. They're trying to do stuff with him, so it'd be good. But Mustafa Ali would also be good to see the win. I believe that's everything. There is apparently supposed to be 17 matches, and I've probably listed 17 matches. But like I said, Finn Balor is supposed to have a big match. So unless he's the one winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royale, Oh, actually, an interesting one. Undertaker hasn't got a match. This He's confirmed to be in the area, I believe. But how about Demon versus the Dead Man? The name is right there. They've also said that they want to get Finn, like the rumor is they want Finn in the face paint. So Demon versus the Dead Man. Finn Balor versus the Undertaker. New school versus old school. Uh, if this match was to happen... Question is, will it be one of Undertaker's last matches? I think, well, I mean, I think it'll be one of his last matches. I don't think it will be his last match. Finn put on a good match with Brock Lesnar last January. Well, this January. I mean, there's big differences between Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker. But to get a good match out of Brock is quite impressive. So it's hard to say. It'd be great to see Finn go over. But to go over The Undertaker at WrestleMania... The only people who have done it previously are Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Yeah, now I feel bad for suggesting this match because I've actually got to figure out a winner. I think I think Finn. I think you give Finn the push 
and you ride that push into him challenging for the universe title against Seth. I think Seth versus Finn is a really good match. It's a callback to the first Universal Championship match. And you can get that feud going probably until SummerSlam. You just ride that through until, yeah, you have Finn beat Seth for the title at SummerSlam. So, yeah, Finn to go over The Undertaker at WrestleMania. We've still got some more time. So, how about I do some silly little quizzes? I have a list here that I was going to do with other people for later podcasts, but I'll just get them out, out of the way now. So, let's start with how to get a boyfriend. Why am I still single? Benera and I are the chronic whinging single people of the group chat. I mean, Anastasia gets in there a bit as well, but Ben and I are the loudest. This is from 17.com. And again, quiz. Why are you single? First things first, there's nothing wrong with being single. No bay, no problem, right? But if you feel stuck wondering how to get a boyfriend or girlfriend, take this quiz and figure out the real reason you haven't found your match. When was the last time you texted someone first? Two seconds ago, if they, and if they didn't answer, you'll double text? I don't know, I'm a horrible texter. Hmm, uh, I tend to reply quite fast to messages unless the messages are bullshit and then I'll probably just leave them or if I've lost interest in a person because I'm that type of person. Um, Texting first, I'd say I'm probably like 50-50 for. So we'll go the first one. Two seconds ago and if they didn't answer, I'll double text. Who do you go to for relationship advice? Your bestie, because she always keeps your secrets. Your favorite group chat, because you need multiple viewpoints. Group chat. I'm always on the bloody group chat and the mates hate me for it. If you get extra tickets to a concert, you invite your crush, duh, or everyone in your immediate friend group. Um, I'd probably just offer it to... Well, it says tickets. So... It's usually be like a shout out to group and hope that a crush would show up, to be all, all honest. Your crush just followed you on Instagram, so you follow them back right away and like their most recent pic. Wait a few minutes and then follow back. I'm pretty fast with my follow backs, to be honest. And I like a few pictures here and there, for everyone that is. If you want to hear from your crush, you send them a floaty text or... Don't do anything about it. You'll see them eventually. Um, It's kind of 50-50. If, I, if I'm like super friendly with them, like they're almost like my best friend, not a flirty text, but if I want to hear from someone, I'll just be like, hey, how you going? What's up? So I suppose let's go the first one. You realize you and your crush are in the same English class, which, fuck English. You sit next to them and ask about their weekend plans, wave hello, and find a seat next to your bestie. Um, I usually just sat in the exact same seat for the class. Like, every class I'd have a certain seat. Self-appointed, but... I am a creature of habit, so let's say wave, wave hello and find a seat next to your bestie. I usually sat near friends anyway. If, your pers if the person of your dreams asks you to be in a relationship starting today, what would you say? Sure... Life's about taking chances, it depends. You'd want to figure out first if you actually click. 
the latter. Yeah, I'm usually like, let's see what goes on. Go on a date, see what the fuck goes goes on, see if it works. What do you do when you see that hot soccer player who scored yesterday's winning goal? Pick them in your team for gym class. You want one-on-one time, congratulate them on a good game, but don't push the conversation further. Don't push it further. Just, I mean, also, if they're a good soccer player, they're probably best to pick them for your team. But just be like, yo, congratulations, you're good. And then, you know, that's usually good enough. If they reply, they reply. If they don't, just walk away. They've walked away. Probably whatever will be, will be, yo. When it comes to relationships, you consider yourself experienced. You've been in a relationship before. (laughs) Sort of experienced. You've hung out with crushes before, but nothing ever became serious. Yeah, nothing ever became serious. When you are crushing hard on someone new, you tell them. Why sit around waiting for them to make the first move? Ah, no. It's a big deal. You hardly ever go googly eyed for anyone. I'm in the middle there, like... I get crushes regularly, but I also understand, like, you can't just be like, oh, I mean, you can just walk up to people if you have the charisma, but also, I'm shy, yo. I like to know if something's going to happen. Or, like, I'd be friends with them first, and then if they're, like, super friendly, then, yeah, you see what goes on. But I'm not going to be like, yo, hey, person A from place B that I speak to, like, once a week or once a month, do you want to, like, go on a date? Then that's kind of weird, to be honest. Your older sister takes you to a party while you're visiting her at college and a cutie catches your eye. You flirt? What's the harm? Hang out with your sister and forget about them. You came here to be with her after all. Ah, that's weird. Like, if you're there to be with your sister, just be there with your sister for one. Also, like, don't flirt with random people if nothing's going to happen. I know many people do, including people who are on this podcast regularly. But, yeah. Also, don't hook up with people at parties. There's alcohol and they're drunk and it gets complicated. How dateable are the people at your school? Well, I mean, technically, I'm doing placement at a school and I would not date them because that's illegal. But if I go back to, like, uni or when I was in high school, let's see. How dateable are the people at your school? Uh, Not at all. You can't wait to move in onto the real world where you're bound to meet new people or average. Some are cute and smart, but many others don't pique your interest. That, that's the normal one. Just people are people. Schools are all equally attractive. What do you write in your crush's yearbook? A flirty note and your phone number. Oh, God, no. Have a good summer. You're not that close yet, but you want to at least write something. Again, in the middle. These two answer quizzes are kind of stupid, to be honest. Why didn't I do the research earlier? That would be my fault. Also, all these have percentages. I've mostly been in the top percentage for most of them. A lot of them are just like 10%, 90%. So, I mean, have a guess what one I'm in, but whatever. What do you write in your crush's book? In your crush's yearbook? A flirty note. Have a great summer. Um, Probably just ha- have a great summer and be like, yeah, hey, hopefully we can hang out sometime or some bullshit like that. How do you feel about being single? It bums you out. You're a social butterfly. You're happiest when your life is filled with people. Or sometimes it gets you down, but you haven't met anyone worth starting a relationship with recently. That one. And again, top percentage. You have plans to hang out with your bestie on Friday night. Your crush calls and asks you to a movie. You say yes, your friends will understand. Say no, it's not worth bailing on your day ones. 
in your day ones. Ah, oh, okay, I get that. I would usually call that ride or die, but whatever. Um, yeah, if I've already made plans with someone, I'm going to stick with those plans. Surprisingly, lower percentage. About 70% to 30%. The hardest part about having a crush is your friends don't think your crush is all that great, deciding if you should actually pursue a relationship. The latter. You're trying to figure out if your crush likes you back, so you ask them, problem solved. You ask them to hang out and see where it goes from there. Ask them and see where it goes. Your ideal relationship involves lots of spontaneous adventures. Together, you two would have the most fun. Effortless communication. You finish each other's sentences. Um, I think effort, effortless communication, to be honest. Not finishing each other's sentences. You know, like you can't have spontaneous adventures forever. You've got to kind of end game, long-term goal. Like, you're just going to be normal. Oh, I've got to actually go back and can it all. Quick break. And we're back. So, I just did the math and counted it all up. It was three in the left column. The rest all in the... I lost count, to be honest. It probably would have been like 15. You go back, you count. I'm not going to. In the second column, which says... If you answered mostly with the second column, you are single because you haven't met the right person yet. When you meet someone who makes you light up, you'll know. Until then, there's no point in stressing out. You might be a little shy around strangers, but it's worth making an effort to meet new people and get to know the people you already know a little bit better. Don't worry if it takes a little time. The best things in life are worth waiting for. Wow, thanks. I already knew that. I haven't met the right person yet. No freaking duh. You can probably tell I don't usually take these quizzes, but I thought they'd be fun for a podcast, so I'd saved them. And clearly, uh, I mean, it's fine. It's content. And I haven't gone crazy yet. So, what shall we do next? So, what should we do next? Um, what Disney princess are you? That sounds good. I've also got a notepad this time, so I'll actually properly, I'll actually properly keep notes. What Disney princess are you? What's your favourite subject at school? History. You love dreaming about how romantic life must have been back in the day. Jim, you always get picked as team captain. I was quite a history nerd, not for the love, but I liked, I like like modern history of the wars and stuff. What do you like to do in your free time? Hang with friends or sports. Well, you're not practising, you're going for a run or playing tennis with friends. Um, kind of in the middle there. I like to be by myself, but I don't mind sports as well. Um, let's go ha- hang with friends, if group chats count. How would you ask your crush to prom? Stick a cute note in their locker or just ask? Note. See, no, it's not our shyness, but I think also, like, a note, a note's good. Notes, people don't do notes enough nowadays. Except for, like, work. You're having a sleepover with your besties. What will you and your BFs probably do all night? Choreograph dances to your favourite songs, or an epic game of Truth or Dare. I like games at parties, so it looks like it's Truth or Dare. What's your go-to flirting move? Being super nice or playing hard to get? Um, I'm probably closer to being super nice, like overly, like almost a fuckboy extremes, and I hate myself for it. You've just won an all-expenses-paid vacation to your dream destination. Where do you go? France to see the National Library of France, or Beijing to visit the Forbidden City? 
probably Beijing to visit the Forbidden City. I mean, libraries are cool, but also, one, I don't, I fucking hate time zones, if you haven't guessed. So Beijing's closest. And also, like, history. So what kind of pictures dominate your Instagram feed? Cool filtered landscapes, snaps of you and your friends. If, like, the old source fed hosts count as friends, snaps of you and your friends. Your friend has been stressing she'll never have a BF. I presume that means boyfriend, not best friend. Where do you tell her to look for love? You can look for love anywhere by focusing on yourself and your friends and letting love find you. Um, I mean, probably the latter, to be honest. How would you describe your style? Classic or sporty? Classic. You're most likely to crush on someone who is charming and popular or tough on the outside and super sweet once you get to know them. Sweet is, like, my go-to. Like, charming is nice as well, but... The popular people are usually like assholes. Like even if it, even if they're supposed to be charming, popular. I mean, sorry to anyone out there who is or was a popular kid, but I mean, there's also like there's different types of popular. Like you've got the sporty popular people who, cool, you picked at eighteen, congrats. Or you have like the friends with everyone popular people. Like not like I think Bin says he was like friends with everyone, and I say I was, but like. The people who were sincerely friend friendly with everyone and I think it's also different if you're a guy versus if you're a girl. Like the sporty girls aren't the super popular ones. It's like the for lack of a better word, bitchy queen bee types. Who I mean the two girls who immediately spring to mind for me from my year, who were kind of like the Queen Bees, they were nice as well, if a little bit bitchy and one got married a little bit too soon and the other I haven't heard from and one painted my fucking house with vomit but that's a story for a different time and i think one i've already told on the podcast what two colors below do you prefer gold or turquoise actually did i answer that previous question tough on the outside and super sweet once you get to know them that was the answer what colors do you prefer below gold or turquoise turquoise is like bluey green right i'm gonna have to google that because i really don't know what color turquoise is Turquoise is a very light blue. So I would probably say of those, I usually prefer more muted colors. So probably gold. What's your idea of a fun workout? Hiking or swimming? Of that swimming. Like being Aussie, love the pool, love whatever. Now, it's pretty close to the later the choices were first Pocahontas or Snow White, or more in the second column, which is Belle Mulan. Now, I would think if I was to say myself without... Oh, it says evenly between the two. I probably also counted wrong. So I will double check that. But if I was to guess between the two, I would probably say I was more like Mulan and Belle. What's the middle answer? Probably look, Ariel and Jasmine. But if I was going to say probably like Milan and Belle like bookish warrior sounds like pretty cool to me but yeah I mean the correct answer is actually that that one from Brave what's her name Merida don't know if it's just because she's Scottish and ginger and I'm kind of well, not really Scottish it's more Welsh and Northern English and Dutch I'm a redhead, so Merida. That's the answer, Merida. No matter what what this says, Merida. But just redoing the math now because I'm fucking 
I got a few. Yeah, my math was very wrong once I went through. And yeah, it the first time I did the count, it said evenly, which said Ariel and Jasmine, Dreamer, Risk Taker, you have an adventurous spirit. But when I actually went through and counted again, yeah, Bella Milan, you're independent, strong, and love to try new things, which, I mean, kind of true. You love to explore and have new experiences and never take no for an answer. Yeah, that's about right. So I was right. Bell and Milan. Yay. Let's get down to business and ignore Benet's bullshit. How are we going for time? I think we still got enough time for one final quiz before we wrap up. Does he like me more than just friends? Does your crush like you as more than a friend? Crushes make us wish we were, we were mind readers. You just need to know. Do they like you as a friend or more than a friend? You don't want to ruin the friendship by making a move without knowing, but you can't stand the tension. If this all sounds like you, take the quiz below and find out their feelings. I suppose I've actually got to think of a crush. Um, Who's the main crush that I want to know? Are they more than friends? Okay, I've got one in mind. I'm not going to name names because, one, they might listen to the podcast, and, two, I mean, I could just say a name like, I don't know, Tracy, and it's not going to mean anything to you. But I think it it's more just fun for the end result and me explaining stuff. So let's go through it, and I'll actually try to keep the maths correct this time because third time, lucky, hopefully. Do you think they have feelings for you? Maybe it's hard to tell. It's never been confirmed, but you're pretty sure. Oh my fucking god, that is... This question just answers it though, really. I think maybe it's hard to tell, that's why I'm doing this quiz. When they're with their friends and see you, they nod to you but continue their convert, always run over to say hi and see how you are. Um, seeing we're adults, like, we're not just sitting there talking with friends. And we also don't run over to people to say hi. Um, yeah. Nod to you and can continue their convo, always run over and say hi and see how you are. I mean, usually they'll always see how I am, make sure I'm not, like, terrible. When it comes to Snapchat, they, they usually watch your story, send back hilarious snaps. Send back hilarious snaps. You've been friends for a few months ever since that school trip you went on together, as long as you can't remember how... It's so long you can't remember how you met. Well, this person I can remember how we met, because it wasn't that long ago. So, probably then the first one. If you've had a bad day, they send you a text saying, cheer up, immediately come over to watch funny movies with you. Um, this isn't someone who usually comes over to my house anyway. Um, usually they're fucking, well, I mean, most of my friends. It's, all, it's like a friendship of making the other one not as depressed. So probably like send funny movies, I suppose, counts. So the latter. What's the last compliment they gave you? Nice outfit, or you're the coolest. Um, Probably more compliments on stuff than just being like, hey, you're cool, because I think that's also an empty compliment. Like, if you're going to, one, either hit on someone or compliment someone, or, like, say something nice to someone, like, compliment them. Be nice. Whether it be like, oh, I like how you've got your hair, or I like your haircut, or, or, like, stuff that they can change. So their clothes... A choice of book that they're reading. You know, find stuff to like start conversations with people. The rest of your friends think things are great the way they are. Friendly. Enough is enough. It's time for you two got together already. Well, I don't really tell my friends about crushes, but 
So I'm going to answer the first one because that's how I feel about most stuff. When it comes to dating other people, you two don't ask, don't tell policy. You don't like knowing that the other's off limits. Confide in each other and ask them for each other's advice. Probably more the latter, confiding in each other. Like, openly talk about relationships and stuff. But, yeah. You two hang out in group settings like parties and football games, one-on-one after weekends, mostly group settings. But yeah, one-on-one after school and on weekends, no, mostly group settings. Answered mostly in the left column, which I am by one. You're just friends for now. Sure, you flirt sometimes and the thought has crossed your mind about whether or not you two are meant to be, but when it comes right down to it, you're better off as just friends. Seriously, who are you going to turn to when you're having relationship issues if your best friend is now your bae? Trust us, keep us platonic, and you'll thank yourself later. Well, that kind of sucks, doesn't it? Hmm. Sucks like being left all by yourself to record a podcast and hopefully not go crazy. Um, that actually didn't take as much time as I thought it would, so we've actually got a bit more time still to bump out a bit more content. Let's see. Now, now might be the moment I go crazy. Uh... First some quick plugs. Um previous the summer series had some great episodes. Uh I'm quite proud of the uh Good Place series of five episodes, I believe it was, that we did. They're brilliant, I think. It's a lot of like banter between Josh and I, Brandon's in for the first two, I believe it is. Yeah, it's AR fun episodes. It was I believe was it Christmas or New Year's? I believe it was New Year's was the crazy episode where Benea fell asleep. That is hilarious. Go back and listen to that one. Christmas was also a great episode. Uh, Also, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions for any content coming up in Season 3, hit us up on the podcast, Twitter and Instagram, which I will plug later. But yeah, we're always looking for content. If you listened to Season 2, you would have seen that there was some very rambly episodes so it's always good if you have any questions comments suggestions like i just said just send them through the podcast and that will be appreciated once again i think we'll be doing eurovision this may uh when kim's convenience comes out on netflix in australia and i'm not sure if it's netflix in the us but when kim's convenience can be legally watched I believe we'll be doing a Kim's podcast. There's also talk of a Queer Eye podcast, which will probably be coming. I also have some other ideas, so hopefully this season will be jam-packed. And hopefully this isn't the first time I host a podcast. Hopefully the last time I host one all by myself. Also seeing I'm the comic boy. Uh, I know I'm late to the story, but Lumberjanes is bloody amazing. It's one of the things where... I'm just reading the trades as fast as I can get them, even though I've got a whole heap stockpiled, but actually at my dad's place in Victoria, not with me in New South Wales at the moment. But Lumberjanes is great. What else is good? And Animosity, both Animosity and Animosity of the Rise, and the previous one was called... Oh, was Animosity of the Rise the first one, and now it's Animosity Evolution. I believe that's that's right. Great stories from that. Um, also saying we talked about crushes and that um secret life of the geek girls and secret lie secret uh, secret love lives of geek girls and secret love secret love lives of geeks are two beautiful anthology 
they're not quite comic books, but they're anthology books with some prose and some comics in there from various nerdy people. Um, you'd think there were like secret loves or like secret guilty pleasures is the word I was looking for, but it's more like love stories about like just geek, just geeky love stories. So true stories as well. So go give that a read. I think is definitely worth your time. And uh, I think that will be it for this week. You can find me at Nick Lankrin, N-I-C-K-L-A-N-D-K-R-O-O-N. There, like I said, hit me up with any comics I should read. Um, My wallet's kind of feeling a bit empty, so don't hit them up. Like, don't send them to me all at once, please. But I love to see what's happening in the comic book world. Also, like I said, I'll be tweeting anything to do with Wrestlemania over then. So if you are interested, check that out. Uh, you can find the other mates who were very, very mean and left me. Olivia can be found at 8BitOlive and at ohello.designs, O-H-H-E-L-L-O dot D-E-S-I-G-N. That's all their design stuff on Instagram. Uh, it's great. We're all very proud of Olivia. She's doing bloody brilliant work even if she doesn't have time to do a lot of it. Bin can be found, if you really want to find him, at Bin's in the Air. Don't find him, though. Like, we love Bin, but, yeah, I had to record the intro to this podcast multiple times because I had Bernays syndrome of my parents being heard in the background. So, um, yeah, that was fun. Jama can be found mostly on Instagram, at jmrng brandon can be found again mostly on instagram there's a couple of euro shots going up there at brndn.le brandon lee remove the vowels from brandon anastasia can be found at anastasia mowen she hasn't been really doing much so but you never know There, there could be some good stuff there and josh can be found at a bang pinoy Heaps of nice shots going up on Twitter, on um, Instagram, sorry, I believe. And Twitter, he's been live tweeting kind of uh, Kim's Convenience and baking shows, I believe. Whatever. If you like TV shows that Josh likes, I believe there's also some Queer Eye stuff in there. Go check out Josh on Twitter again at Panoy. The podcast can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Great Mates Podcast, G-R-8-M-A-M-8-S Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Again, send us through any ideas, questions, suggestions, um, challenges, whatever you think would be suitable for a podcast there. And when we run out of content, we will be right there to check out said content. And I believe that's all. Thanks for joining me. Hopefully it wasn't you know, too niche. I know not a lot of people who listen to the podcast probably like wrestling, but there could be a few of you out there, even if it was just two, three, or one, or all of yours. I don't know. But maybe even get a couple of you into it. Beautiful storytelling via matches. Hopefully I didn't waste any of your time, and this was an enjoyable waste of my time, to be honest. Ah, no, it's not a waste. It was fine. It was fine. It was fun. It was not a delve into psychosis like 
Mates Great was last year. And it's nice to know that the idea I had of one-man podcasts last year before I actually officially joined could actually work and not just be a slow... Well, Binet wasn't slow, but not doxing people and a sl- yeah, a decline in your own mental health. But yeah, that will be all for me. Thanks for joining me and goodbye.